Welcome to the Be In Cyber podcast. I'm Rosie Anderson and the idea of this podcast is to showcase the wide range of careers and options available to people from cybersecurity. So whether you're new to the industry and want to be in cyber, whether you're already mid-career and looking at how you can move forward, hopefully there'll be something in this podcast for you. Today's episode is with the wonderful Palvi Sharma, who six months ago was working as a secondary school teacher. She made the decision to train into cybersecurity, and this is her telling her journey. It's a really inspirational story, so if it's something that you're considering, hopefully you'll get something from the episode. Let's dive right in. So today on the Be In Cyber podcast, we have Palvi Sharma, a career changer into cyber, who's going to tell us about her journey. Thanks for joining us, Palvi. No worries. Thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit about yourself then, Palvi. What's what's your background? So I initially started in education. I was a secondary science teacher doing biology, chemistry and physics. And before that, I was a cancer researcher. Oh, wow. So definitely a little pivot for me going from cancer research into education. I did education for about five years. Absolutely loved it. But I just saw the, the massive rise in ransomware and just the complete recklessness in education of sharing documents, sharing data, and just really questioned that and found that the answer always came back to there's no budget, so we can't kind of deal with this right now. We, we need to focus on what we have um, and it needs to go to the students. So just did a bit of Googling and came across all the stuff that was going on with schools in terms of ransomware and it kind of struck me and then cat slot came as a pop-up so <laughs> I literally just did a little bit of reading about that and then decided to apply and um, I decided I was going to quit my job and just move into cyber and just see where it took me I gave myself kind of a year deadline just to see what I could do within that year and if it didn't work out for me then I'd go back to education so when and joined the Caps Lock course, and it was absolutely amazing, met loads of amazing people. I found the education that I got at Caps Lock and the support that I got in terms of like career development was really good as well. It's something that I was really worried about. As to, I've got zero skills in cyber. I didn't even know what phishing was when I joined Caps Lock. How the heck am I going to get into a job 16 weeks later? Um, and they approached me with a role for a finance company and um, at Travelex and supported me through the interview process. And I graduated on the Friday and started work on Monday. So that's where I am now as a training awareness athlete. So how do you find your sort of transferable skills are relating to what you're doing? Obviously, if you're now in training and awareness, I'm sure you're bringing so many skills that you already had that you didn't think about into cyber. Absolutely. I mean, I think what I gained from education in terms of, A, my communication skills, being able to be a different person for every single individual student and member of staff, um, that's a massive one. I think also just being able to adapt and be flexible. And the most important one that relates to my role is being creative. Mm. And that's extremely important and creating resources that are people want to read because arguably I feel like children are the harshest critics so yeah. <laughs> I feel like 
um, if I can engage students and break down these massive topics into something that they want to learn, it's definitely helped me in my role now. I imagine secondary students, they're teenagers as well. So very short attention spans, get bored easily if a topic if a topic seems boring to them. Absolutely. I mean, I think in terms of that, when I was in secondary, my I feel like my greatest skill has always been kind of engagement, engaging people and because I want to do something, they want to do something too. Yeah. And um, so I was always given sort of the lowest attaining pupils or the pupils who had severe behavioural issues because they wanted to be there and nobody else was able to handle that. So I feel like my resilience in that role, again, has really helped me here because if something isn't working, I don't feel bad because I see that it's actually for a higher purpose. It's not my thing that I've created. It's just the way that they're learning. They're not perceiving it. So I can do it a different way. I think it's definitely built that resilience for me. Yeah. What a loss for teaching, but what a gain for cyber. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, a, a big part of my identity is education and it always will be education, which is why during the course as well, um, I, I really wanted to speak to people who had been in education and made the shift. And I came across somebody um, and reached out to them on LinkedIn. Turned out that was the best LinkedIn message I ever sent because it led to us setting up a nonprofit and um, supporting schools with resources and helping them become more cyber secure. So it's, as I said, a massive part of my identity and it's not something I'll ever change, I feel. Yeah. What's the non-profit call for people who want to follow this and, and find out more? Yes, Cybersecurity for Schools. And you can find us at cybersecurityschools.co.uk. OK. And what's that all about then, with it being a non-profit? How, obviously, you've seen the teaching side. How how are you mm-hmm. going to help that with companies that have no budget? Is, is that the non-profit? Absolutely. So it's completely free resources to every educational institution in the UK. So literally they can go to our website, they can follow our link, go to our teachable page and they can use all of our content for free. So the reason that we're doing this is because there's a massive, massive rise in ransomware across the UK for educational institutions. And they do not have the resources, A, to investigate what's going on or the time to even look into what do I do to protect myself against this schools don't have the time and they don't have the budget or resources so what we're trying to do and also when teachers are there cyber security is the the last on their priority list let's be honest and that and that's okay for them because I, I understand being in that position you've got a million other things to do so what we want to do is take the hassle out of it for schools and we've basically looked at uh, across content basically everything that a school could possibly need following cyber essentials um, and created little three to five minute videos and we're putting together a, a little curriculum that teachers can follow which is one three to five minute video every six weeks or they can do the whole thing within six weeks so it's a completely on demand so schools can use it at their own pace however they can work it into their meetings in the morning or meetings after school but it will just help them become more cyber secure and a, a really really big reason that we decided to do this is because there is information out there there is governance out there that the NCC has put out there also our actual UK government however 
there isn't necessarily a lot of supporting materials. So a lot of it does fall on schools to do, which, as I said, with the time and budget constraints, that isn't a possibility. So we just want to provide those resources with a structure to support them to be able to be more cyber secure. That's fantastic. So you're taking everything that you've learned, your experiences, and turning that into, into cyber for good, which is great. It's amazing to hear Absolutely. about. So when did you actually make the decision? How long has it been that you've decided, actually, I'm not going to be in teaching anymore? Um, I would say it was, I think I gave my notice December, December, January last year. Wow. So it's officially been a year that I made the decision to come into cyber, but I've only actually, since I quit my, I literally quit my job again on the Friday and started caps lock on Monday. So it's been six months that I've been in cyber. Yeah, which is fantastic. uh, How much you've achieved so far. And obviously you were on Grab the Mic in London, weren't you? You, You've been speaking publicly. Can you, how does it feel for your life to have changed so much? Like, Honestly, I mean, this one definitely gets me a little bit speechless because you feel when you're, you make the decision, oh, I'm going to quit my job. But then in the back of your mind, you have like, this probably won't work out, but it's okay because I've got my degrees. I've got my job in education. I can go back. It's okay. And it's like, I personally was like, this this probably isn't going to work out and it's going to be all right. And every little step I've taken has been a leap a six foot leap honestly going from caps lock straight from finishing caps lock to starting the new job straight from that to the grab the mic straight from that to launching cyber security for schools all within the space of six months is absolutely insane to me but I think I've always seen people who have these very niche jobs and it suits their personality and they love going to work. And I'd always accepted that this isn't going to happen to me and it's okay. I'm really good in teaching. It's fine. And being in my role that I am now with the support that I have and my very unique skill set mm. <laughs> applying to this role, I'm now that person with the niche job who loves going to work. Like I've, I've never been so busy, but also I haven't been this happy yeah. in a really long time. So I'm honestly elated, so proud of myself, but also extremely grateful for every single person who supported me on this journey because you could easily go into Cat's Lock and not use all of the help that you get and not put 100% in. But where is that going to get you eventually? I feel like because I went in with an open mind and I really wanted to learn and they could see that, you know what, she's putting in 110% effort. I got that 110% effort back. Yeah. And I feel like, that definitely helps me with the public speaking as well that I believe in what I'm saying I genuinely like I can't believe this has happened to me and I feel like I need to tell as many people as I possibly can that like you can actually do this there's actually space for this to happen for you to have zero cyber knowledge and then just put in the work and get there and it's literally six months for such a big change in my life like honestly it was my birthday on Sunday and I was spent the whole day and I was like I don't want to have a party I don't want to do all of this stuff I really just want to be I just want to be and really enjoy all of these accomplishments that I've had this year and be grateful for that so honestly I've had a lot of thinking time about this yeah oh it's amazing so tell me about that interview process then that must have been quite daunting because it's something new obviously you've got that experience from Caps Lock 
Um, how how did you find that interview process for anyone who's thinking, well, what what sort of happens in an interview? That is a really good question. So just to take you back a little bit further. So when I was five weeks into the course, I saw a role within an education education area and um, it was for within the cybersecurity department, but it was a very, very fast role. And I thought, oh, my God, I can be back in a school and do cybersecurity. This is going to be amazing. And I applied for that role, but I was only five weeks into the course. So I applied for it. I feel like I did really well in terms of the two stages of interview process, but there was so much that I didn't know. And the feedback that I got was you it was just the wrong time that if you applied for this in five further weeks time, this would have been your role, but you just need the information. I feel like that disheartened me so much mm. because and I was so scared thinking, Oh my god, I'm not gonna know any of this information. And I didn't apply for any of the roles. And then when it came to this role. I was approached for it so I said absolutely please put my name forward I would love this so um Travelex actually came so approached by the caps lock team yes approached by the caps lock careers team so they put five people forward for the role across different cohorts I believe I was the only one from my cohort to put forward um and then went to so Travelex approached caps lock because they yeah. heard so much about caps lock and really wanted to work with them and they had this junior role come up so they thought perfect so as I said they reached out to caps lock five people were put forward initial interview was very very informal it was just a getting to know you type situation what I loved specifically about this interview is the person started the interview saying look I'm not going to ask you anything that's technical I'm not going to ask you really anything about cyber security I'm just going to talk about the role and I just want to see how you're going to approach the role and immediately that calmed my nerves Mm. They, they literally just talked me through what my role would be like generally day to day what I'd be doing and um, just asking me questions as to how I would approach it how would I do a training and awareness role how would I start a training and awareness program so it was literally just general knowledge stuff so that was really yeah. good and then from that round of interviews the first round I got a message saying Everybody was amazing. We can't possibly put two people forward for the next part. So what we need you to do is create a one-page communication and send it in on social engineering, which was completely left field for me. I was very much like, oh, my goodness, what I'm going to do. I thought super outside of the box, and I decided to create a comic on fishing, sent that in. They absolutely loved it, went through to the second stage. So the second stage was with... Um, two people who are in the cybersecurity team but not in awareness so okay. it was just to see if I'd fit in and again just a really informal conversation just to get to know me a little bit better my journey how I approach things like how much I wanted to be there how I'd navigate and um, how I'd navigate sort of communication issues with like barriers that I'd possibly face they talk through those and see how I would I would approach like seniors and juniors and would I be open to mentoring, that kind of stuff. Um, and then again, it was honestly so positive. The communication throughout was consistent. And then I yeah. had an interview on the Friday for another role. So I'd spoke to my manager. I was like, look, I, I really like this role. I need you to let me know on Thursday. And he was like, I'll let you know. And he called me and told me I had the role. And it was amazing. They've been so, so supportive so supportive yeah. of my journey 
And I think what's really, really important to me, and I spoke to this about my manager um, when I was in the interview process, that education is a massive part of my identity and I want to grow this. So I talked about cybersecurity schools and I talked about the grab the mic panel and all this stuff. And he's like, we want you to grow as well. So we're willing to support you in whatever way we can. And then with the mentoring, um, so possibly becoming a capstock mentor, I spoke to him and was like, let's make it work. What can we do to facilitate this? And it was just the growth. The support of growth is second to none. Yeah, that's really, really good. It, it feels like you've met, you found a home mm-hmm. that's meant to be. Yeah. I really have. I think what I have taken from this is I've, I've found a group of people who want to see me do well and who want to see me thrive in cyber. My mentor, Nikki Webb, has been the most amazing supporter like so far any opportunity that comes her way that she thinks I might possibly do good at she literally will throw it my way so what I want people to know is support doesn't end when you finish caps lock you have mm-hmm. endless support going forward once you're in the community and you make the effort to go to these events then you, that support's there for, for as long as you need it to be I was going to mention Nikki so with obviously your caps lock cohort you had mentoring with Nikki she's a fab mentor isn't she yeah she's beyond (laughs) she's beyond I think what I really enjoyed about the mentoring sessions is they bring industry people in to these sessions so there's just your four or five people that are in your team and the industry industry professional and they'll talk to you about their roles so whatever we were doing that week if we're doing digital forensics and we had a digital forensic analyst come in and talk to us about their day-to-day so we didn't just get the caps lock side of it we also got the real side security side of it, and we can ask them any questions we wanted to get a better understanding of what their role is and if we did decide to go into that role what our day-to-day would look like which I really enjoyed. And Nikki also really made an active effort to make sure that we were doing things outside of Capsbox as well. So she was encouraged us to join the Cyber Helpline or even B-Sides or any of these other events, like please start doing these things because they're going to benefit you in the future. Yeah, which is really important, I think, in terms of finding your community. And like with the Grab the Mic event that, that you did, that was at InfoSec, wasn't it? Uh, ice yeah ice yeah yeah Yeah. fantastic yeah so I ask everybody this question has there been any advice that you have either been given during your journey that's really stuck with you or is there any advice that you would give to someone who's just starting out now yes absolutely I think both so advice I was given from Nikki which has always stuck with me which is find your tribe and grow it Find your people in the industry who you feel safe with, who who can support you, and then add to that. And I feel yeah. that has genuinely been the best piece of advice I've gotten. And I think advice that I would give to people, um, and I wish like somebody had said to me, is don't be scared to ask questions. Whatever mm. questions they are, no matter how silly they are, especially if you're doing cats lock, ask them. Because usually, again, what people probably don't know about Caps Lock is most of the work comes from the cohort. So if you ask a question, it's usually another member of the cohort who will answer your question. So it's not 
like a hierarchy thing where the mentors or the tutors are going to be answering your questions. It's people who are in the exact same position because some people are coming in as chefs, some are coming in as barbers, some are coming as ex-military. Everybody's been in a different position and got so many different skills. So what you might understand, somebody else won't. So if you ask that question, it's going to give somebody else the confidence to ask another question and make somebody else feel a little bit more safe. So that's ask questions yeah that's really good so obviously what's next for you how can people get involved with cyber for schools what what do you need from that perspective so at the moment we are looking for donations and possibly sponsorship just to really give us the time and resources to continue creating these amazing videos and also we're going to be at b-side so we're going to be coming around networking and um, just meeting loads of different people is our plan. So if you can, if it's a pound, if it's £10, if whatever it is, please go to cybersecurityforschools.co.uk and donate. It will really, really support us in terms of giving schools the resources they need to make themselves more cyber secure. And it's besides London that you're going to be at, isn't it, in December, 9th of December? It is. And I think um, just it. Another thing on cybersecurity for schools that I wanted to mention is a lot of people, when they hear cybersecurity for schools, they think about we're providing education for the students. Yes, we are providing education for the students, but our primary purpose of setting this up was to provide education for the teachers, because the teachers are the ones teaching the students, but the teachers don't have the training to be able to teach the students and also Teachers are the first line of defence. They're the end users of pretty much all the technology in schools. So they need to know how to protect those devices and how to protect that organisation. So literally, that is our primary purpose, is to make sure that teachers have the training they need that is absolutely free to them. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think you're both doing amazing work as well as having full-time jobs, as well as making this massive transition. I can't believe how much you've achieved in 12 months. What's So what's going to be next for you? What's the next 12 months going to look like? That is a wonderful question. I mean, I'm definitely looking to do more public speaking. I'm really, really enjoying that. Hopefully growing in my role and really hoping to bring cybersecurity for schools to many different schools across the UK. That is definitely a big focus this year. It's time to give back and really put into play all of the skills that I've learned during Caps Lock. We want yeah. to make schools cyber secure. So I think you'll be seeing a lot of me <laughs> in the in the coming months when we're launching it. Perfect. And when is your actual launch date? When are you ready to go? To be quite honest, we're pretty much ready to go now. We're probably looking at in the next few weeks or so. Our website is up so you can have a look at it. Our training materials will be up in the next week. I've been spending every Sunday for the past three months writing scripts and filming so you can see see what I look like in real life on those videos and um, yeah talking to you about cybersecurity. Perfect what an exciting time I'm really looking forward to seeing what the next 12 months brings for you. Thank you so much so much we'll keep in touch. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody is thinking about career changing then what what's your advice obviously just do it? Literally just a spend some time looking at what's going to work for you and use that time to really fuel yourself to be like I can do this I can do this 
and just do it just do it if I didn't just make the decision to quit my job I'd probably be in education now I'd probably be in education yeah. until I retired to be quite honest I easily could have I could have flown through education and been okay but I'd be really unhappy and that's yeah. not a compromise people should make great advice well that's a perfect place to end thank you so much for being on the podcast and thank you for spreading the message thank you for having me the non-profit that Pelvis is talking about the website is csfs.org.uk the cyber security of the schools and finally if and if you want to share do come and speak to the non-profit you can listen to